The last time America elected a president, it led to a deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol and a failed coup that gravely damaged the political system and marred the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in U.S. history. Less than a year from now, the nation's voters will decide another presidential contest, likely one that pits the same two candidates against each other. The results of that election, of course, will have a significant impact on the U.S., Canada, and the world. Joining me now to talk about the 2024 presidential election is Reggie Cicchini, Global News, Washington correspondent. Reggie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, lots to talk about here. Uh, uh, an interesting 2024 coming up uh, with a uh, U.S. election. Um, you know, you cover this all, every day uh, in Washington. Your thoughts as we head into 2024, what kind of things are on your on your mind uh, as we head to a U.S. election? Well, I mean, look, there's, there's a lot of time to get to before we get to the election. And there's a lot of kind of crossroads at the United States where politics uh, and the legal system are going to run uh, not only in a parallel line, but they're going to intersect with each other. And it's all because of former President Donald Trump uh, and the myriad of cases that are heading to either circuit courts or the Supreme Court linked to everything from um, you know, defamation cases with E. Jean Carroll to, you know, the question of is Donald Trump immune from being prosecuted to the uh, matter surrounding classified documents. So even before we get to the primaries, even before we get to the convention next summer, the big question is, will Donald Trump face anything at the Supreme Court? And will that have an impact on what happens later in the year with the election? Um, is there any worry that, you know, with all of that's going on, that, that this may distrail, not the election, but just the the race itself for the Republicans? I mean, there seems to, there's a lot going on with different cases. Uh, and then, of course, just the polarized version of uh, polarized politics already in the U.S. I mean, is there any worry that things could go sideways here? I mean, look, there's always a possibility that anything can happen in an election year. We just have to go back to 2016 uh, when, you know, there was very little going on. It was just a case of is Donald Trump going to win? Is Hillary Clinton going to win? The FBI stepped in. Things went topsy-turvy and all of a sudden Hillary Clinton didn't win. Uh, You know, what's going to happen in 2024? It's unclear because this is a Donald Trump is a former president who oftentimes benefits from a polling push uh, when it comes to the legal system coming after him or when it comes to Democrats uh, going after him or when it comes to the House going after him. Uh, and, and he's been riding this wave of popularity, um, you know, in the months leading up to the January caucus uh, in Iowa, uh, where he has an almost uncatchable lead, uh, you know, with the, with the two behind him, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, you know, both tied at, at 11 percent uh, in these races. So even with the crises that are facing Donald Trump, the Republican Party is not turning on him. The base is not turning on him. And uh, and this is making it for a very difficult and, and steep, you know, uh, climb for someone like Joe Biden, the incumbent who wants to stay in power. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, even long before we get to an election, there is the threat of another government shutdown in the U.S. Uh, in January. Uh, how do you see things uh, as you watch this process unfold? Well, I mean, look, the, the reason that there's a the threat for a government shutdown is because Republicans punted all of the financial problems to the beginning of the new year. And not only did they punt them to the new year, Jazz, they punted them twice to the new year because the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, uh, had put two different deadlines for government funding 
uh, you know, with military funding on one side and discretionary funding uh, on the other side, one late January, the other early February, um, it's going to be a question as to whether or not he can rally his um, rally, rally the Republicans together in the House in order to get these bills uh, passed. At the same time, with the government shutdown, you know, to deal with, he's also dealing with the fact that there is a uh, a spending bill that has been requested by the president to send money to places like Israel and Ukraine in order to fight the wars uh, that are going on. So there are three hefty financial pieces of legislation that are coming to the floor of the House. They have not really been able to get their, their act together on anything over the last three or four months, almost the last entire year. So it's a question as to whether or not there's going to be pushback from the furthest right members of Republican Party in the House um, you know, and, and possibly let the government shut down. It's been threatened before. Will they follow through with it? Or do we end up with an 11th hour deal? You know, that's what everybody's watching come the end of January. You mentioned the the wars in Ukraine and uh, and in Israel. Uh, what is the appetite uh, f- uh, in, in, from you uh, in regards to what you hear from the American public there for this to continue on in regards to funding? Because there has been a lot of talk and skepticism from the Republican side, particularly when it comes to Ukraine. Um, but uh, uh, just a general aversion to not get stuck or even paying for these wars over the long term. What, what, what are you hearing uh, in regards to both of these wars? Well, I mean, it, it's almost two different tracks here. With Ukraine, uh, there, is, there is skepticism running incredibly high within the Republican Party. Uh, you know, they see, uh, uh, you know, gains on the, on the battlefield by Ukraine that are far less than what they had expected. And they, they, they claim that there's not enough transparency with the amount of money that's being handed from the United States, you know, $100 billion plus to where they are uh, right now, despite the fact that Ukraine hasn't fallen. Russia has not taken Kiev. Um, and, you know, I think that that speaks for itself. It's, it's, this is simply a matter of Republicans pushing back on a White House request. At the same time, there's also a request uh, for money for Israel. And Republicans uh, have no problem trying to hand over uh, this part of funding where, where the kind of issue lies here is with some progressive members of the Democratic Party who do not want to see the United States providing Israel with money because there's a fear that it could be used. Uh, to to continue to fund this war that that puts Palestinian civilians in harm's way, and it is the the White House handling of the war in Israel right now that's contributing to some of Joe Biden's um, you know historically low approval ratings right now, and it's that same support for Israel that has put Joe Biden in critical territory in places like Michigan and Nevada, which lean the Democrat and now are a toss up. Mm. Uh, two other issues uh, many have said w- may play a role in the broader conversation uh, to, with the run-up to the uh, U.S. election, immigration uh, and abortion. Um, first of all, on immigration, how big a role will it play, particularly with the southern border, uh, in regards to the discourse during the, um, the federal election? Well, I mean, look, Republicans have been fired up about immigration since long before Joe Biden was in office. Uh, you know, we had Donald Trump trying to build a wall. And look, the numbers are not good for the Democrats. Immigration is a federal matter. Uh, and there are uh, there are states like in Texas where Governor Greg Abbott continues to move immigrants out of the state and putting them uh, into cities uh, like Washington, D.C. or New York or Chicago, 
putting strain on those systems. Um, you know, it's embraced by Republicans. It does face significant pushback from Democratic voters, particularly in populist Democratic uh, cities like Chicago uh, that can carry uh, significant weight when it comes to an election. How big it factors into whether or not Joe Biden, you know, doesn't win at the polls because of immigration. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's an unanswered question. It's an unknown question. But but the administration says that they're doing everything that they can even though we see these numbers of illegal crossings at the southern border in Texas reaching some of the highest numbers ever. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court is also expected to um, once again uh, be, uh, consider abortion policy uh, this year uh, before Election Day. How do you uh, see that conversation uh, move move forward in regards to the election? Because I, 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 I'm going to assume there's not very little chance of any of both parties coming together on a, on a national abortion rights policy? No, it's polar opposites of where Democrats uh, and Republicans stand on the matter uh, of abortion and whether or not it should be a federal matter or whether it should be left to uh, individual states' rights. Uh, but it is still going to factor in, especially if the Supreme Court decides to step in and deal with how um, abortion drugs like mifepristone uh, can be prescribed uh, or taken or accessed. Uh, look, this is not something that has has gone away in the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. We saw Democrats run on it in the uh, midterms uh, in 2022. We've already seen Vice President Kamala Harris making the rounds over the last several weeks, trying to ensure that this is something that is on the mind uh, of voters. Uh, and, and Democrats benefited from uh, these rallying cries uh, in 2020 and in 2022. And if they can keep it top of mind, uh, there's a chance that they could capitalize on that. Is it going to give them as big a push that they need heading into 24? It's, it's, it's unknown because there are so many other issues that are kind of running in circles right now around the president, namely the economy, despite the fact that the markets are doing well and wages are going up. Um, inflation remains high, uh, and that is going to be a difficult hurdle for the president to, to, to kind of run over. Uh, as he heads towards 2024 and November. I'm sure Justin Trudeau is also looking at those interest rates in the economy as well and uh, deciding when that election will be coming, which is scheduled for 2025, but you never know, it might be a little earlier. Uh, Reggie, if we don't speak before the New Year, Merry Christmas to you, Happy New Year. All the best.